Well, if anything, the Milwaukee Brewers have gotten worse in the offseason. Lost the manager, lost at least one starting pitcher, and uh, possibly more. The pitching staff, which was the fortress of this team, has taken a big hit. Uh, so are we going up, down? Huge offseason for the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll talk about that. And Brandon Woodruff drawing interest out there, apparently. We'll get to all that coming up next. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Got to hope we're headed in the right direction for with the Milwaukee Brewers. I, can't, I, I don't think I could take any more losing. Now, we've had a good here the last five, six years or so, but uh, anybody who's been a lifelong Brewer fan like I have, like I imagine many of you have, know just how bad the franchise has been. And, you know, just, you know, even 500 years, years of not making the playoffs, just complete malaise. I don't ever want to get back to that ever again. Fortunately, the Brewers are in a weak division, but other teams are going to start getting better. But are the Brewers going to get better? They have to get better. Because I think if they had not been in this division, they would not have made the postseason. Now, yeah, somebody could say, well, did it really matter? Because they were out in 27 hours. We'll get to all that coming up next here on Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Good to have you along. Chuck Freeman here on Thanksgiving week. This show is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. 150 bucks if your team wins. FanDuel.com backslash locked on to get started. San Diego State on the money line last night. College basketball. Denver in the NFL. Two, you talk about two huge sweats. <laughs> All right. Speaking of sweats, we sweat it out every day. 162 games. Because nothing ever comes easy with the Milwaukee Brewers. It never does. You know that. You know that if you've been a um, lifelong fan of this team. Something tells me, though, the Brewers made a mistake in cutting Brandon Woodruff. Well, not cutting him, not tendering him a contract last Friday. Apparently, according to John Morosi, one of the insiders out there, he's drawing a lot of interest. Several teams are interested. They don't care what Woodruff's going through right now. In his rehab assignment, they want Woody back. And I got to believe that Woody, who loves the Milwaukee Brewers, loves his teammates, but just like Corbin Burns, okay? Hey, Corbin felt disrespected by the Milwaukee Brewers, and I see both sides of it. And I think Woodruff, if when a team does this, and it's a business move, as we always have to say, um, you feel a little slighted. I guess. I get it. I get it because Woodruff has given his all to the team. And, yeah, he's going to – he's hopefully due for a good payday for his sake. And hopefully – He's going to come back and be the great pitcher that he is. But I don't think it's going to be at the Milwaukee Brewers. There's so much free agent interest out there. I've been reading a lot, and I got to believe that the Brewers are done with him. But other teams, the Brewers might not think highly of Woodruff right now, although they say they do. But there's other teams that look at it and say, hey, this is a potential Cy Young award winner. We can get on the cheap. Well, not really on the cheap, but for a guy who's coming back from an injury like this, you know, we can buy in long-term. We can assume that Woodruff's going to turn back to his greatness. See, some team, some franchises like those bigger markets can do it because they got a lot of money. The Brewers, 
let's face it, they can't afford to pay $25 million. I'm just saying $25 million over the next two years. While, you know, Woodruff, we don't know for sure what we're going to get out of the guy. I get that, but that's the economics of baseball. Whereas, let's say a team like the Boston Red Sox or the New York Mets want to take a flyer on Woodruff. Hey, well, yeah, we'll, we'll give him a contract. We'll give him a three-year contract and bank on, you know, maybe some future success with him. They can do that. They can throw money around like that. Um, but the Brewers just can't be in that position. And you know what? In their history, they have spent money on injured pitchers before and been burned. I think Mark Athanasio, you know, there's a couple of deals that he's he's forked out money for a small market, Yelich and Ryan Braun, and didn't think he got his return investment on it. I really believe that. And I think in a case like this, he might be a little gun shy. God, if I'm going to go out and spend this money on Brandon Woodruff, am I going to get my return on investment? Am I going to get that and then plus some? Because in Milwaukee, you always have to get a little bit more than your return on investment. Yelich hasn't been, and I I would argue Brian Braun uh, signing that big contract, he wasn't a return on investment either because he never was the same really after 2011. Really never was. I mean, he put up some nice years, but... Never was really great. And I think that's the problem with Woodruff, who's drawing, again, considerable interest out there, and he's probably going to sign with somebody and continue to work hard in the offseason. And and if he says he's going to be back later in the year, who knows what the doctors think? Who knows if he'll have any setbacks? He did have a couple of setbacks this past year. He did have a couple of setbacks this year. But, again, major market team can take a flyer on him. The Milwaukee Brewers would love to but they just can't and they have to move on. And that's sad. That's it. Cause I would really love to take a flyer on him. All right. We can return here. Which direction are the Milwaukee Brewers really headed? Are they headed up? Are they headed down? Are they headed sideways? You know, so far they have gotten worse in the off season, but one area you cannot get worse. And that is, Sports betting with FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. America's number one sports, but hey, this is the time to get in. College, college football, college basketball, all times of the night. As we record this podcast, there's games going on. And I know some of you guys, hey, you know, family's coming in, relatives are coming in, that brother-in-law that you just can't stand, that mother-in-law who you just can't wait to leave. Well, you need a distraction out there. And you know what? FanDuel is going to help you out because there's all these games going to be on TV. And yeah, watching them is fine, but you would like to have some money on some of these games and a chance to get your return on investment. And right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any $5 Moneyline bet. $150 if your team wins. So if you're thinking about joining FanDuel, right now is the time to do it. No better place to do it you're looking at my screen on YouTube, fanduel.com backslash locked on fanduel, America's number one sports book. And what a great offer that they have for you. How cool is that? So they have spreads, they have player props, over and unders, anything you need, live betting. The app is so very easy to use, a wide range of betting options. So first things first, go to fanduel.com slash locked on, kick off the NFL season, kick off your betting season. If you haven't gotten started yet, now is the time. Again, those relatives are coming in. That daughter-in-law you might just can't stand. That whoever, maybe your own relatives you don't like, okay? You want a chance to get away from it. You need some return on investment. This is it right here. FanDuel. New customers, $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet. Again, FanDuel.com slash lockdown kickoff the NFL season. 
off on a good note. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. We have a new start ourselves yet. For those of you who follow us along every day, thank you all you everydayers. You know, you guys who download our podcast the first thing every morning. Yeah, I get up in the morning. I check. Oh, how many podcasts? Oh, great. Love it. Even here in the off season because we're keeping you posted. How do you get our podcast? Well, you know, you can download on Google, Spotify, Apple. We're on all the major downloads. You know why? Because we're the number one podcast, number one Brewers podcast on the internet because you great Brewers fans out there. But please go to YouTube, our growing YouTube page. Go to YouTube. Hit subscribe. Subscribe to Lockdown Brewers. Type in Lockdown Brewers. I'll show up. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. We'll be here all winter for you, leading right up to next season. Trying to make this team a little better. Of course, follow me on Twitter as well. Check Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. We'll come back and after this quick break here on Lockdown Brewers. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. Your host, Chuck Freeman. Thanks for joining us, everybody. All you people out there, enjoy your Thanksgiving week. Some of you guys have off this week. Now, the uh, the clubhouse is going to have a sale. The Brewers have their annual clubhouse sale where you can actually go inside the visitor's clubhouse and there's stuff in there, jerseys and all that. I think it's pretty cool. That's going to be next weekend. Not this weekend of Thanksgiving weekend, but the following weekend. But if nothing else, it's a, it's a great to get the blood boiling going back in AmFam Field. And just walking around on us. Sometimes the lines could be a little long. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. But still, just the fact, you know, going past, you know, some of us drive by AmFam Field every day to work or whatever, but a, an excuse to get into the old ballpark. And like I said, get the juices flowing for baseball if Lockdown Brewers doesn't already do it for you anyway. So what direction are the Milwaukee Brewers really going here? Now, I haven't really addressed this, but a lot of you call Mark Athanasio, Mark Athanasio a cheapskate. And you don't like the way he's running the team, and because he can't spend money. And I hope you understand that there's us that he's just not going to go out and get Shohei, or he's not going to make a big time make a play for the big free agents. Not like the guys across town can do in the NBA. The guys downtown, you know, Eatons can spend the money on Damian Lillard. You know, there's a salary cap. They can play ball with the big boys uh, in the NBA. Can't do so in Major League Baseball. So I was looking at the free agent list, and, I, you know, the, again, we're shopping from the bargain bin. Sad to say, we are shopping from the bargain bin. I don't see anybody in the bargain bin who might be interested. But I, well, interesting to me, I mean, imp, and I'm looking for impact players because I think the Brewers need impact players. You might take a shot at one of these two guys, a couple of these guys, but what you're hoping to do is when the Brewers play free agency, is you buy low and hoping your return on investment is very high. That's like the 15th time I've used that term today, but that's just what it is. The return on investment when the Brewers go into free agency has got to be high. When they sign anybody, when they make a trade, they got to win every trade. They have to win every trade and they have to do well and they and they got to win every free agent signing. And they got to get the most. That's just the way it is. Now, I, I saw today... Alec Manoa could be on the trade block with the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, Manoa, I thought, was due for a, a breakthrough season. The guy, a big guy, he, he had been great. And for whatever reason, he fell off the map. He just stunk this year. He got shelled. He got hit around a lot. 2023 was not a good year for him. Now, he's going to be a free agent 
in 2028. So you got some years of control here with the guy. Um, you got some years under contract with Alec Manoa. Now, what would it cost? I mean, I'm not giving up my, you know, my top free agents. This guy's coming off a bad season, but I was thinking, I, I saw his name tossed around and I was thinking maybe this could be a direction because the Brewers are going to need some starting pitching. Okay. If they trade Corbin Burns, which I think they should do. Okay. Um, because they're not resigning him. So I think right now you can get this off season would be the time to trade Corbin Burns, not at the trading deadline. Right now you get more for Burns than I think you would at the trading deadline. There was a time when I thought maybe at the trading deadline, teams would be desperate and they would give up a lot of their prospects, but it seems like that's not the case as much as it, as it once was. So, you know, you trade Burns, you're out with, you're, you're gone with Burns and Woodruff. How about that? Your top two aces to start the season. Now, Freddie Peralta is not ready to be a number one. If you think that Alec Manoa can be at the top of your rotation, okay, and be the guy for you, um, yeah, I, I would I would definitely kick the tires on something like that. You know, I'm not giving up a guy like Jackson Cheerio, and I know that's too much, but I wouldn't, I'm not giving up, I'm not giving up Freelick for him, okay? But we'll see. Now, do the Brewers have a lot of players they could that teams want other than their young guys? I mean, they're young guys. Okay. I can understand that. But, uh, you know, some of the veterans on this team, who would you trade? Who's got a market value? Okay. Well, I mean, Contreras, you're not trading him, the catcher, who's still under team, um, you know, he's under uh, team control for a while. So I wouldn't be trading him. You got a catcher. Finally, you got an everyday catcher that you love. Keep him. He's your offensive player of the year. I mean, Yelich, if you trade him, you're giving him away, all right, just so you can get from out of that contract. But I don't know. Devin Williams might be the Devin Williams might be the most tradable guy that's going to draw you some, some major return. Under contract, $6.5 million. Um, so that's a, that's a guy who I'd think of, really, because you have a surplus. I touched a little bit about this the other day. He's a guy who I'd think about trading in this offseason. But you're going to need some starting pitching. All right, because starting pitching uh, was the the fortress of this team. Now, I'm worried the Brewers are going to take a step backward. I think right now they are. They've lost their manager. Okay, that's one thing. But when it comes down to the Jimmies and the Joes, you haven't gotten better, and it's the early part of free agency right now. I get it. It's the early part, but and and, and things are just going to get going, and, and things can happen in an instant in Major League Baseball. But – you know they're not making a they're not making a play for any they're not Cody Bellinger's not coming to Milwaukee okay they're not making a play for Bellinger at all and any of the the, the big bigger names out there the secondary names you're taking a you're taking a shot that these guys might have big years for you and if they don't you're going to be under that contract but like I said I would be great with trading Devin Williams and Christian Yelich now you might say. Brewers are going to take a step backward if they trade both of those guys. No, I think long-term, you don't want to keep Yelich around. I, I really don't. I would not be surprised if they dealt him in the offseason. I'm just saying, I would not be shocked if the Brewers do trade him. But the Brewers, I hope, you know, this offseason, they need to have a big one. But they're going to take a, they're going to take a kick in the pants from the starting pitching. Okay. No matter what they get back from Corbin Burns, they're not going to get a Corbin Burns back in return. They might get a prospect down the road that could help them in that area. We'll see. You know, that could be the case. But as far as 2024, 
they've taken a step backward in the starting pitching, no matter what happens, because they're not signing a, you know, Lance Lynn got signed by the St. Louis Cardinals. I thought they overpaid for him. 11 millions. I thought that was overpaying for Lance Lynn, the Cardinals. He's a middle of the rotation guy at this point. So would that a guy been interesting? No. Bruce can't pay 11 million for a guy who's going to be a middle of the rotation guy. Middle of rotation guys got to be guys who are under contract with his team or, you know, like a Wade Miley, you know, who um, doubtful whether or not he's coming back because, you know, the, the option was not picked up on his part, uh, the 10, 11 million dollars. So, yeah, either way, their, their pitching staff has taken a step back where the starting staff, but that doesn't mean their offense can't get better. Their offense has to get better in the offseason. I mean, you go into you went into last year, first base and third base, thinking Urias was going to be your everyday third base, but you traded him by the middle of the season to the Boston Red Sox. You were just you sent him down to the minors. First of all, you were just so disgusted with the way he played. And your first base, but Telez couldn't even make the postseason roster. That's how bad he was. And you non-tendered him. Thank God. Wasn't even worth six million dollars a year. Um, but you have to get better at the at the corner spots in this offseason. You do. You really do. Outfield, well, that's gonna that that's still to be determined. But you gotta get better this offseason. And you, uh, in the offensive part. Because even if you had Burns and Woodruff on this team, you can't win games. And, and that's kind of how they lost in the postseason because they couldn't score enough runs. They had some early offense in both of those games against Arizona. But for the most part, they stuck offensively. A couple times they exploded, but they have to get better offensively. And especially if they're taking a, a dip back with the starting rotation, which was the strength of this team, they 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 darn were. you got to have guys at first and third. You know, getting Jake Bowers. When we get to March, we better not be saying, well, the best offseason move was getting Jake Bowers. We are just hoping and praying that the guy – comes in and and does well. Right now, Jake Bowers, you need to get better at first base than him. You need to. All right, coming up next, we'll read some of your comments. Um, could the Brewers still be after Wade Miley, even though the option by him was turned down? We'll get to that coming up next. Chuck Freeman, Locked On Brewers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. We're coming right back. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. Chuck Freeman, your host. Good to have you along here on a Monday. Feast week. Feast week for all of us. You know, I got a little run in today to prepare for that, uh, all the food, all the bad food I'm going to probably be eating here the next week or so. Uh, Wade Miley. Uh, there was an article on MLB.com. Free agents that the Brewers, that every one free agent that every major league baseball team should go after. And for the Brewers, it was Wade Miley. Wasn't anybody else. It was Wade Miley. Okay, um, because I don't know what's going to take to get Wade Miley. You're talking, that's what they came up with on MLB.com. All right, Wade Miley, who had a great year last year, outperformed his $4 million contract. Do I want to give him $12, $13 million? I don't know about that. Or a multi-year deal? I don't think Antanasio's in the, in the market for that. But they said Wade Miley would be the best offseason signing that the Brewers could have. Unless I'm getting a bad, I'd get, I'd get him for one year, nine million. There's no way if I'm getting Wade back, he probably he, and he made rumblings that he wanted to retire in the off season a few months ago that he or I believe last spring training 
There ain't no way I'm giving Wade Miley a two-year deal. No way. But I would sign him on a one-year deal. That's for sure. But he already turned down the $10 million. So he probably wants more than that. And maybe he wants a, a multi-year deal. All right. Some of your tweets and comments. Some of your tweets and comments. Um, you know, a lot of you tweeted back last week about Murphy. And I've been tweeting all week. That's one thing that you guys have been constant on. You guys are still talking about Pat Murphy being named the manager with Ricky Weeks, his bench coach. Uh, Taylor says, honestly, Murph has a calming feel to him. I think we're going to see a little bit of a difference of philosophy this upcoming season, and Weeks is next in line. I wonder what the, the philosophy change you're thinking about there, Tyler, um, because you would think that Council and Murphy are in lockstep onto what this team is all about. You know, there's a reason why Murphy was the bench coach to Council because they basically had the same philosophy. And and Murphy even said last week, he's even, he says, no bunting at all. So if you thought Council didn't like the bunt, now Council, you would have guessed, would have been a guy who would have liked the bunt, eh? Got overachiever as a major leaguer, did all the little things right. He just didn't like the, the bunt. Um, Rebecca says, I'm feeling more and more optimistic. I like the wisdom that Murphy will bring, and his personality will keep things from feeling too serious in the clubhouse. You know, the, one of the great things the Brewers do have for them, very good very good clubhouse. And I think they've had that for the most part. Good clubhouse guys. You know, when CC Sabathia, even back to 2008, came here, not that he was going to stay, but he loved being here, the clubhouse. You know, guys like Prince and Braun, he, he loved being in this clubhouse. And this clubhouse is a really good one, too. Still remains. Um, you know, Josh Donaldson came in, um, and he was good, behaved himself. Didn't cause any distractions, really. It sounded like him and Rowdy didn't really get along. You know, there was that phony celebration that they did in the locker room, which I didn't buy into, really. But um, for the most part, yeah, pretty good clubhouse. They got to keep the chemistry going. And I think that's what Mark Antanasio looked at. Good chemistry. Talked to the veterans on this team. They all wanted the seam. Uh, wanted Murphy back. Now, just because you have good chemistry in that clubhouse doesn't mean that's going to translate to wins and losses. You know, there's been teams that just hated each other and they went out and won hundred games and won world series titles. Never's happened here. Can't even get to a world series anymore, but you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm really, uh, Jake says, I'm really starting to buy into this coaching group, especially when you consider that the team they have, I think having a guy who's been around a long time, doesn't BS compared to the guy who's been successful with the team. Yeah. Ricky really comes across as a, a no nonsense guy. Um, did not see that part of him really did not see that part of him really. When he was a player here, he was pretty quiet. He was not, he did not seem that outspoken of a guy. Um, all right, let's get to some of your YouTube comments and you could, when you go to YouTube and subscribe, you can always comment. And I love reading your comments on here. James says, uh, the way we're looking right now, Mark Antanasio is downsizing to sell. Well, he made a promise. Well, he's made a statement. He made a statement recently that him and his family and his sons are going to be caretakers of the franchise for a long, long time. Now that could change in sports. Who knows? But he said they're going to be caretakers. So the, you know, if you if you think Mark Antanasio is selling his team anytime soon, and you know what? If he sold it, the next guy is going to is going to 
be the same way economically. He's going to be the same way. I mean, if you thought Mark Antanasio bad as far as spending money, you should have seen the way Bud Seeley was. I mean, my goodness, he didn't want to keep Paul Molitor around. All right? They wouldn't keep Paul Molitor around for $3 million in 1992. That was a bargain. So some of you didn't get the experience how bad it was for Seeley. Um, Harley says, hey, Chuck, it stinks to see Woodruff go. I'm sure that Burns isn't far behind. Bowers is a wild card. He could be Rowdy Telez or better. Yeah, Rowdy, if Bauer is Rowdy Telez, that's not good enough for me. That's not good enough for me because I, I, I don't want to live with a first baseman that's batting 236 on the high end and 30 home runs and strikes out a lot and can't get a base hit when he needed. And there he is in the heart of the order. Yeah, I've, I've been down that road and I don't like it. I, 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 want my, I want my first baseman. I mean, I love that Pete Alonso, but that's not going to happen. Mike says, I will miss Woodruff. Great pitcher and a great person. Kind of high character person you'd want as your neighbor. You know, you're right, Mike. Uh, the way he comes across on TV interviews, um, yes, I'm going to miss him. Uh, because as a reporter covering these guys, when a pitcher has a bad game, you go down to the locker room and think, oh, boy, how's it going to be? Guys like him, Burns, you know, the Brewers have always had guys like this. Matt Garza wasn't so much. But they've had guys like this who are pretty stand-up guys. So in the media, personally in the media, uh, I'm going to miss that part of Woodruff as well because he was a good guy whether he pitched a one-hitter or he got shelled through five innings. Um. All right. I think Tyrone Taylor is the best bargain of that group. I'm talking about players who were tendered last week. I think Tyrone Taylor is the best bargain in that group. That's a big hit during the last couple of months after coming back from the arm injury. Plus, he's a great defender, awesome arm. If he could stay healthy, he's a 25, 100 RBI potential, in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, staying healthy, Andrew. That's a comment from Andrew. Uh, 1.7 million. But who's he starting ahead? That's the next question. Who is who you gonna start ahead of? Who you, who you gonna put him in the lineup ahead of? Certainly not in center field. Certainly not ahead of Freelich and Wright. You know, platoon guy basically. Does Tyrone Taylor have to play every day to be good? Well, he came with some big hits in September, and he was playing for a while there every day, um, and being productive. But I think he is what he is. I don't think he's a hundred RBI, twenty five home running. I don't think he's a, he's a guy who's an everyday player on a championship level team. And that's what we're trying to get to. We're not getting, we're not looking to win 81 games. We're looking to win championships. It's going to do it, everybody. Thanks for downloading the episode. Chuck Freeman, Locked on Brewers, Google, Spotify, Apple, we're on all the major downloads. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Brewers. We are right there. Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. We'll be talking Brewer baseball with you all winter long. Have yourself a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day.